I'm Felipe. I'm Selena. And we love Married at First Sight. That is for sure. What is the slogan for Married at First Sight? It's all or nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. But there's like a tagline, though, where it's like, married at first sight. And then they say something. Oh, you're perfect. I don't know. I'm I'm going to say that it's definitely the theme song. Like whatever they say, there's no hole here in the little bikini. <laughs> I love that. Oh, thing. So we are. I didn't even look at what episode we're on. We're in season eleven. How long have you been watching the show for? Um, on and off. I feel like I've been watching. I watched season one, and okay. then I stopped for a while. And then you know, like once it got popular. They put um, episodes on all the time, so I've just been, like, slowly catching them in syndication. Um, the one, the North Carolina one, season 10, I watch in its entirety with my mom because it's on Netflix. Cute. So, yeah. Cute, but also a little tragic because <laughs> that season to me was not great. It was not. I, did anyone end up together? One did. The, the one, one that, like, the redhead and the bald man. Which that really did not a hard season to watch because it's like I wasn't even rooting for y'all like that. No. Oh, also Diana and Greg, right? They're having a baby. I don't even know, but I'm mad you know their names like that. Like your friends. <laughs> like they're my friends. Diana. Oh yeah, we went to Seton Hall. Um Yeah. yeah. Um I have been watching Married at First Sight for a very long time, but I kind of because you like you said there's so many episodes mm-hmm. i'm kind of in and out i'm either in for a whole season or if i miss it then i'm out mm-hmm. um, i i got into it because i love a social experiment show and because i started watching it at an internship where they didn't give me enough work to do so i was like okay <laughs> that's how you found it i just love the romance of it all or like the possibilities of it all it makes me happy yeah, I'm less here for the romance. I'm more here for the insights and also figuring out why they go together. I love behavior. Like mm-hmm. I love an Enneagram test, a Myers-Briggs, a horoscope, whatever. Like I like the behavior of people. And so I'm in it for the quote unquote science of it. Um, but I could see also how one could be a hopeless romantic. So currently we're in season 11, episode 10 mm-hmm. called Deal Breakers. Mm-hmm. What were your overall thoughts on the episode? Okay, so I enjoy Woody. I enjoy Imani. Um, I thought that Brett and Olivia, they're seeming to, you know, come together in an interesting way. I think Olivia is warming to Brett. I think Brett is warming to Olivia. Um, I'm not pleased with Miles and Karen's progress. And I... I think it's to be expected. Henry and what's her name? Henry and what's her name? Lauren. Yeah. Christina. Sure. Whatever. Lauren. Lauren. I called her Lauren. <laughs> but anyways, Henry and that girl. It's to be expected. Like I obviously they're not happening. So I don't know why Henry just doesn't say, "Can I stop shooting? Like <laughs> stop the tape." So. Well, it seems like a Henry enjoys the practice of coming out of his shell it seems like other people may have convinced him to come on the show and he's 
following through with it to learn more about himself. But once he, I mean, got to that altar and saw her coming down the aisle, perhaps when he couldn't make eye contact with her, maybe when he had nothing in common with her at the wedding, he was like, all right, we're going to call this a learning experience because I don't think he was ever smitten with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I He does say he finds her attractive, which is good. Yeah. yeah. But she has not necessarily stopped talking since we originally met her. Um, I actually had some opposite thoughts on the entire episode than you. I enjoyed Miles and Karen's progress. I thought they were having good convert. Look, look at this face. You better not. Um, <laughs> I they had good. They're moving at a slow pace, but slow does not mean that it's not existent. Um, we can definitely break that down later in the episode. Um, but. I also didn't feel like necessarily Brett and Olivia were making progress. I felt, if anything, that they tend to take half a step forward and go back three steps. And sometimes Olivia looks like she's in a hostage situation. And then who else is there? Amani and Woody, the main characters, obviously. Every time they're on the screen, it is just magic. Pure black joy. Um, it is like, they're, they both do stuff where I'm like, well, that could not be my partner, but the stuff that I would be like, oh, I couldn't, I'm not interested in that. They love in each other. They love are about so playful with each other. They are so invested and open and it really feels like they're in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and more importantly, it feels like they're in a friendship. Like mm-hmm. they seem like budding besties in my opinion definitely i'd like obviously of everyone they're the ones that i can see definitely going the distance and i think it is to your point like it just seems like from the beginning um not only have were both of them individually in the right space in the right frame of mind to take this on optimistic about it uh ready to be open all the things you need in a good relationship but they really seem to enjoy each other they get each other like um i they think communicate through potential disagreements and they make yeah. it out on their side yeah it just seems like they they just were very clear and very intentional about the prep work and i really appreciate that because in a relationship there is so much work that we have to do together but even mm-hmm. before a relationship there is so much work that I as an individual and you as an individual need to do before we can even start our together work. And it really is gratifying to see that Imani and Woody seemingly have done that individual prep work. For sure. And I think it's easy somewhat for them to come together because they have so much in common. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what I really appreciate is how they navigate their differences. Like when Woody was in the kitchen and they, and I don't want to hop too far ahead because we'll discuss it. But when he was in the kitchen and they were talking about the way that they wanted to raise their children and Imani kind of spoke her position, it's something she's really passionate about. There was mm-hmm. no moment Woody has ever been sexier to me. And trust me, he is not sexy to me. No. When he said, I never saw it like that. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It takes a big person. And unfortunately, I say big because the society for some reason continues to be small. But it takes a big person to say, you know what? I learned new information and I changed my mind. 
not even that I've changed my mind necessarily, but I am open. I'm mm. aware that like, I'm not going to dig my heels in. I'm not just right. You know, yeah. like mm. just because I said it doesn't mean it's the truth. And yeah. I'm willing to at least hear your perspective it's because so many people can't even, can't even take the time to hear it. Can't even process it. Which right. is and they want to, they want to raise their children like they were raised. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, there's something to be said about intentionally breaking generational curses because the violence, mm-hmm. not to make it too deep, but the violence that we carry in our households is, um, is uh, carried on from the violence that was enacted upon our ancestors. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Amelia and Bennett, how could we forget the other cutest couple who are just so zany and out there, but continue to remind us that whimsy lives on in 2020. Can we start with Amelia and Bennett? Of course. I think the episode started with them. If, if I'm not, did, it started. Okay, so the episode started with them in the kitchen making a chore list. Okay, let's start there. Can I say how much I enjoyed the innovation that is the chore draft? When I say, I like, as they were talking about it, I was like, what the fuck is a chore draft? Like, you, you know, um, Amelia and Bennett always have the wildest things going on so i was like chore draft like what but then to see amelia and bennett like together um i guess once a month or whatever their cadence was writing down all the chores all of the regularly occurring chores in the house and then splitting them evenly based on preference oh my god i love that i love that i'm taking that into my own like marriage when I get there it's just it's so easy to make sure that the squit the split of chores is equitable like and I love it I really loved it what did you think about we never done anything like that before no no I mean I guess what I guess for the longest time um Amber has been my roommate and generally we don't we don't even really talk about chores it's either uh, I mean, I guess it's more like an Amelia sense, like we just do it when it needs to be done. Are there dishes in the sink? Then the next person that cooks, do them. Um, I don't know. Is there vacuuming that needs to be done? I know I hire like a helper to come in and clean. So like things just don't really get um, to the point where we need to delineate tasks. Hmm. Interesting. Well, your Virgo tendencies are coming out um, because you're on it. Yeah, Um, I'm a person and I don't know what I can attribute my characteristic to, but I'm a person who likes to know what the rules are and like when they need to be done and point back to it, especially when I live with people that I have a relationship with outside of like the primary relationship being like we live together. I want to be like, hey, like we agreed on this from from jump. It's not me coming at you. It's not me writing you. Uh, And so in the past when I had roommates, we would just basically be like, okay, what are the main chores that need to be done? It would be bathroom, living room, and kitchen. And it was three of us living together. So we basically would just rotate. Did it end up falling apart? Basically. And we basically did things when they needed to be done. Did one person do more or one person do less occasionally? Yes. But I think as you develop a cadence with people and you get a sense for their style, it works out. Now, what I think really works about Amelia and Bennett 
to their advantage is it seems like they are so committed. Maybe I said that wrong. They're uncommitted to gender roles. They're uncommitted to anything traditional necessary. They're not like, oh, this is how things need to be done. They're going to, even when they talked about finances in the early episode, they were like, Yep, I pay for things. Uh, she pays for things. Do you pay your bills? Do you pay your bills? Like, it was basically that. Exactly. And I think they have such a practical approach to everything, and they communicate well. Now, I have other thoughts towards the end of the episode, which we will also get to. But for now, at the top of the episode, they were super cute with their little chore draft. I had one thing, though, that was bugging me, and it was that, Amelia, do you remember when Amelia was like, oh, or she was saying in like her interview, so not with Bennett. So she was like, oh, um, I don't know how long we're going to do this draft thing because once I start residency or once I start my program, um, I don't intend to do much around the house and he's going to have to pick it up. Do you remember that? It didn't stand out to me, but I'm glad you brought it up because that does change how I feel about their conversation and leads into how I feel about Amelia later on. She seems very agreeable in the yeah. moment, but doesn't always speak, speak up. up. Which I understand that she's trying not to be controversial and maybe it's not that important to her in the moment, but if you don't speak up in the moment, it seems like you're not in it for the long haul. Because like, this works for now. Even if you think the wheels are going to fall off, then are you not around for when the wheels fall off? To me, there's there's something to be questioned. What do you think? I just, I thought that it was not cool of her because after, you know, I'm raving about the chore job. Oh, so equitable, so equal, woo, gender roles be damned, all that. Only for her to say, not only do I not like this idea, but I don't even see it happening because I'm going to be too damn busy. So uh, Ben is going to have it. Like, and it's just like when you, I think that so many couples and usually I'll admit it's the man, but sometimes in this case, it's the woman. So many couples like have this idea of how it is going to work and they never say it out loud mm -hmm. and so when that doesn't come to fruition or or it's not working like they thought it did there's mm -hmm. like some kind of breakdown and it's just like but amelia this is the i'm guessing the first annual chore draft you could have said we can do this this month or we could play it month by month but once i start residency i'm really nervous like maybe we'll have to do 75 25 maybe we'll have to do 90 10 in your favor bennett because i'm really concerned about my workload and that could have been a whole conversation maybe this chore draft would have changed dramatically maybe it wouldn't have but when we're trying like it was just so annoying to me that it seemed like she was doing the chore draft after that um, sentence just to, you know, okay, Bennett wants to do this chore draft, so we'll do it today. I'm, entertain I'm entertaining the idea. Exactly, but just know when I'm playing doctor, like, he's going to be playing housewife, so, like. She's already said that he's going to be the primary child rearer. She said in that um, interview, she said, you know, as the primary um, breadwinner, I thought blah, 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 blah. And I was like, girl, that's one thing. It's cool to like think that in my heart of hearts. But is that like, 
fair? Is that really fair? You think that you shouldn't have to do anything around the house? So I don't know. They seem pretty lax on um, the the house maintenance. So yeah, it might be an issue. But is something that we should keep looking out for for sure. Yeah. Now with Amani and Woody. Did they talk about chores or did they just talk about screwing each other? Because the man Woody is always eager. Um, but they di- didn't they talk about cleaning when they woke up or did they not? I don't think they talked about cleaning much. I, the, from what I remember, they had gotten up. Um, they were making the jokes about the morning breath. They love those morning breath jokes. And um, <laughs> they said they, they need two sinks because Woody's scared Amani's going to spit on his head. That was funny. Yeah. And then um, they were in the bathroom and he was watching her get ready. And that's when like the sexual comments came. What? I know. She was like, I'm going to have to cover my ankles. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even have my ankles out. Um, <laughs> but can we talk about how juicy her twists were looking? I was like, they, we have some good natural hair this season. They really did look like really well maintained. Honestly, I thought when she had the twist, I thought she was going to put them in some updo or something because they really looked nice, full, plump moisturized like they just were doing it and even when he said you have some nice ass hair i was like i was the same thing woody like oh my god it just looked so good it looked oh it just looked luscious so yeah she's beautiful girl i think woody enjoys admiring his wife i think amani enjoys taking care of herself and not for his benefit but enjoys being admired they really go together well in the way that they not only their vision of how they love each other but the vision of how they love themselves like woody also likes to take take care of himself yeah so i think to that point um before we had this conversation we were texting about this episode and you were like oh i don't know why woody always has to make it about sex you want to talk about that? Well, now that you called me out. Um, yes. Yeah. So I can, like I said earlier, the things that I think sometimes are the cutest about Imani and Woody that they love about each other are the things that I could not stand mm-hmm. if Woody was my man. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because he's not my perfect match. The experts are not putting us together. And that's also why I love the show is like, I don't think I would be a perfect match for Amelia or Bennett either, but I love that they are for each other. Which fortifies the 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 connection in my mind, and so like I don't like when men. I don't like when I'm talking and a man interrupts me and he's like, "You are so cute." I'm like, "Did you not hear me breaking down the the?" influences in the supreme court and you're gonna interrupt me to tell me that my lips are luscious Uh -uh. Um, but that's also a lot of who i am i don't i could also i think the reason that i love that amani takes care of herself and i love that woody takes care of himself i also take care of myself but i don't do it in the same way that they do i don't view myself as much of a like the physic 
the physicality of who I am is not mm -hmm. one of my number one identifiers. And mm -hmm. so some people, if they don't have their hair done, if they don't have their nails done, if they, you know, feel some type of, they, they will not feel like themselves yes. versus me. I won't feel like myself if I'm not participating in the things that bring me joy. If I am not expressing myself creatively, I don't think one is better than the other. I just think that's also the lens by which I view other people and the things that I would want somebody to value in me primarily would be like my thoughts. <laughs> I, but that being said, I also don't want to be with a man that never tells me I'm cute, beautiful or whatever. Cause I've had that as well. I've been mm -hmm. with men who are so enamored by my mind and they're like, wow, when I'm around you, I always feel like I'm learning something new. I'm like, yeah, but are these breasts not sitting tonight? Like, exactly. Don't it doesn't complicated and I don't know what I want, but yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like everybody, everybody me is like it's a mix. It's a mix of beauty and brains. Like I personally feel like I'm definitely not as far as Imani and Woody on like the spectrum of like I feel like Imani and Woody are maybe probably like 80% looks, 20% like hard-hitting thoughts not to say that they aren't smart people just to say that that's like how they cater to each other and I would say that I'm probably close to 60 40 and then you will probably be like 30, 30 70 yeah you, it's important but not that important like yeah so yeah I mean I personally feel like I love I love I love the way that Woody likes to admire her. I love the way that he looks at her. I love how often and how like vocal he is about the fact that he thinks that she's beautiful. And maybe it's just that like, as a black woman, as like a dark skinned black woman, it's just so refreshing to see someone be so like, openly vocal and staunch about like their appreciation not only for like the person that you are but also like for your looks like for me that that matters a great deal like what as you said like if my hair isn't done if my nails aren't done if I feel like my skin isn't looking as good as I want it to I don't it's not that I don't feel like me I feel like me but I just feel like sad I feel like I'm not at a hundred and that affects my energy too like I don't feel like doing anything and so I just think that that's super exciting to me I think that I um definitely can relate to Woody and Amani's relationship or aspire rather yeah. to Woody and uh Imani's relationship because I just love that I love how they're able to like feed each other in that way so yeah. you make a really good point about representation for women who are dark-skinned because I don't feel like we always get to see those women in a luxurious or indulgent light to be fond over to just oh you're so you're so beautiful your hair you said some nice ass hair right Ooh, He's saying she had nice hair and it's, it's curly. It, it's not straight. Yes. Like it's, this is her like with no makeup on, completely natural waking up in the morning and he is just fawning and falling over her. And that for me, 
that's exciting. It's like gratifying to see because you don't really see that usually. If if even if it's like a beautiful dark skinned woman, you know like she's been made up a lot. It's not like a beautiful dark skinned woman like in her natural state that gets these type of compliments. So yeah, I really enjoy seeing it. Same. You love to see it. Hashtag love to see it. Hashtag black love as Woody loves to throw out. Um, and then they, I, I also love how Armani likes to put him in his place. Like she was like, why don't you go get breakfast started? Like <laughs> instead of looking at me, why don't you go do something? Which yeah. I appreciated. And then they went, they sat down and they had breakfast together. And Armani decided to bring up the conversation of children mm-hmm. and how they plan to raise them. She asked Woody, would you beat your kids? And he was like, um, he tried yeah. to play coy. He was like, oh, I like Navy. And then he got in that confessional was like, I'm going to whoop them ass. <laughs> I'm going to whoop that ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was like, how would I handle this conversation? Because if it just off, off, is it off that? No cap. I don't know all the lingo. But like, in my house, folks were beaten. Like, don't, don't call child protective services or nothing, but that was how things were done. Do I necessarily intend to put hands on my child? No, because if I were to have a child, I would expect them to behave. But I don't, I don't really think you know who you are as a parent until you have a child. You can, you can guess, you can hope, but you don't know until you have that offspring. And Mm -hmm. oftentimes you don't realize how much you are like your parents until you're in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad it's a conversation that they're having ahead of time. I'm glad it's something that they're setting standards for, but it's going to need to be a conversation that they keep having because childhood is child rearing is a long battle mm-hmm. and you take it as it comes. Mm-hmm. What about you? You're so- a good kid. Were you beat? <laughs> Uh, no, I was deaf beat, deaf beat, but, um, <laughs> but, um, I kind of agree with you. Um, it's not as though, uh, I look forward to beating my child. Like, you know, I'm not planning it the first beating, but it, you know, if it's necessary, it's handled, you know, whatever we can make it happen for sure. So, you said we could make it happen. You want to go there? We we can get it popping. You sound like Gunica right now. If you you know if you want to do that, we could do that. The neck, Jesus, she got this neck popping, y'all. Don't worry, we can make that happen if you want what to. What you gotta do is you gotta take the neck all the way down to your child's level. So they see it coming down like a snake. Like, oh, you want to get? You want to? You want exactly. You want to take it there, cause I take it there frequently <laughs> when I can. Stiff wear. This hand is stiff. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but so I I did appreciate the fact that uh, Amani's different perspective that she wasn't beat and so she doesn't see the use for it. I thought that she made a really salient point was saying that Woody doesn't beat, obviously, his children, his students, um, but they still are able to behave and act in the way that he needs them to. And I mean, 
I really appreciate the fact that I think we already said this, that um, Woody was able to hear her, was able maybe not to agree with her, but at the very least to hear her out and like receive that as feedback from like an honest place. Now, the one thing that was odd to me, and I feel like I have a problem with all of the girls today. So just know you guys, I'm not, I don't hate women. I just have a problem with girls today. But I did not like how Imani was like, yeah, I feel like that would be like grounds for a divorce or if you beat my child, I'm going to beat you or whatever. Because I feel like, and maybe this is like a line in the sand. Maybe this is like Imani's like tent post. If nothing else goes my way, they're not going to get a spanking. But I just felt like it was it was so hard and so staunch. And they have such a spirit of compromise. And she seemed so uncompromising in that moment. And once again, I completely understand. Maybe this is one of those things that she's just not willing to compromise on. Like, it's a hard no. Yeah. But I had, I don't know. I feel like Imani continues to throw up these hard no's like I I that's part of her um persona to me right now like she always has like these hard and fast rules whereas Woody um is usually much more amenable or agreeable to like at least compromise he'll definitely say how he feels but he's open to reason when another time when she uh had a hard fast rule i think oh she did it again and i mean for this one i agreed but she did it again with like the hair thing she remember if i cut my hair like i don't have to tell you you remember mm-hmm. i don't have to um what did she say she said um i yeah, don't have to tell you because i don't have to confirm hair. like we don't we don't have to consult on that like yeah. that's just that I'm gonna do and he was and he was of the mindset like oh no like I would I would want like a consultation I would want to have my input and she at the end it was just I will tell you before I do it but there will be no consultation I will just give you the um benefit of heads up yeah I think that's her tactic of conversation I think Amani is a very self-assured person she knows what she thinks and why she thinks it. She's clearly also very thoughtful and has thought it through. And so sometimes she has a more expansive toolkit when she's entering into conversations than Woody does. And so she kind of hits it with like a hard, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Versus he's still trying to figure out where the conversation is going. Mm-hmm. So it does seem a little more open. I don't think if you're having a conversation that every time, I know that they're in a TV show and the end of the TV show ends with, will you get a divorce or will you stay? But yeah. I don't think the word divorce needs to be coming up all the time in your marriage or the mm-hmm. end of your relationship needing to come up because at the end of the day, hypothetically, you're in this for the long haul. There are no outs. And when they were at the table and he's like, yeah, but you're my woman. You're never going to leave me. She's like, I could leave. I understand where she's coming from, but maybe she could ease up on that conversation just a little bit. It Uh, just feels uh, to me very contrarian. Even the whole conversation about like, 
oh, I don't love you yet, but maybe I could. Like, it just, it constantly feels with Imani, like, she's trying to maintain some ground. Like, yeah, yeah like, she's trying to, to make sure that she still has, like, the upper hand. And I can understand that with some men, but with Woody, it it just seems like he is so open and so ready to like receive her and it I can't say for certain because I don't know him but it seems like he's not the type of person to take advantage and she just seems so guarded or on edge and is really not well she's coming into it carrying the baggage of her past relationship she said that she the reason she's not falling for him is not for, for anything he's done it's because of her history uh, with relationships. And so she's operating from the hurt of her past, which unfortunately, unfortunately, if she doesn't get it together, is going to hinder her future. Yeah. And it's just a shame because I think that they have something really special. And I mean, Woody is definitely a champ because I know had it been me, had I said, I love you. And the person beside me said, I don't love you yet, things would have been shut down. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, cool. You don't love me yet? <laughs> I'm heading home. TTY, I'd hit a cool Karen and head on out the door and <laughs> my apartment. But one conversation that they had where I was like, no, no, Woody is wrong. They started talking about COVID. And this man said, oh, yeah, it's just a strong flu. I can't even fault him. And maybe I'm just like, <laughs> fan. but at that time, I don't know what time it was, but if this is anywhere before April 1st, maybe I can feel it. I can feel it. I definitely remember myself saying something like that, maybe mid March and had someone recorded me saying that and played it back today. That would have been embarrassing because <laughs> obviously that's not the case. So yeah, I I'm a obviously you just didn't know. Now you know. <laughs> like <laughs> still sitting in the bed. Yeah, it's just a strong flu. No. It's no. really weird to see them discuss uh, yeah. the infection in real time. I'm looking forward to unpacking it as the season goes along. Um I see they, they gave us a little sprinkling. Um yeah, and I look forward to see how it plays out. The only other thing they talked about, and we've barely gotten into the episode, so we got to keep moving. Um, it's a long episode, so. It was so yeah. long. I mean, yeah. which I'm mad at. I'm happy it's a long episode where there's substance and there's things to put my teeth into. When they were on vacation for five damn weeks. <laughs> Girl, it was just like, oh, we're going swimming today. Oh, cool. a different like- pool. <laughs> Oh, God, talk about tedious, but here we are. I know, but now we're in the real world, and they are, some people are waking up early, and some people are going to sleep early. Are you a morning person or an evening person? I'm definitely a morning person. Like, I'm the type of person that just gets up, and I'm just on 10. Like, I love morning. I love getting up and doing things, and I like going to bed early, so... (laughs) Do you hear that, um, somebody's son who will eventually be Selena's husband? Just know we won't be staying up late watching TV or <laughs> or whatever. Like, 
we're more likely to have morning sex than night sex so keep it in mind that's something to consider you yeah. know better than anyone which is a weird transition now that you made it about sex but i was just say you know better than anyone that i can barely keep my eyes open after that <laughs> <laughs> i mean Oh, that neck is leaning from one side to the other. Uh-uh. I will pretend to be up. I'll still be talking to you on the phone. I'll still sit next to you and talk about the movie. Like, ooh, that's funny. But my eyes haven't been open for three hours. <laughs> talk to you later. <laughs> 100%. Which actually not um, romantic relationships, but I've been in platonic relationships where people got really angry with me about that. They're like, I keep inviting you over to watch movies. You keep falling asleep. And so it turned out we were incompatible. But nevertheless, we continue. Now, we move forward in the episode, and here's your favorite couple, Karen and Miles. Okay. They are just coming out of their last argument about Miles putting the sex on the calendar and wanting to know how and when their physical relationship would get to the next level. Now, I know you have a lot of thoughts on it. First of all, going back to the last episode, I want to set the scene for everyone. I know everyone already like watched both of the episodes, but they were jokingly talking about, you know, physical intimacy. Um, Miles and Karen have had like a notoriously slow start uh, to their relationship. Um, in the previous episode, what was it? Episode nine, they had had shared their first kiss. So very, 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 very slow. Um, but they had been joking. Um, and Karen, historically, through all of the episodes, has been pounding it into the audience head, into Miles' head, into her own head, that she wants someone who takes the lead. She wants a man with a capital M. So... I, and I think that even her friends were saying that to Miles. So I think, um, to Miles' credit, he was trying to, you know, man up a little bit, give her, like, that manly man shit. Like, you know, like, I, I don't think that he was going to throw her over his shoulder, which would have got the job done for many. Like, which I welcome. <laughs> exactly. But I think he was trying to assert himself a little bit more. Um, and I think that we see something similar, like with Henry and Christina, that m- maybe um, in this case, Christina um, would appreciate if Henry asserted himself a little bit more to get things started. So I think that's what Miles is trying to do. And the way that Karen lost her damn mind off of him writing down sex on the calendar after they had been joking about it that she in fact brought up the joke oh you're gonna write it down on the calendar and he was like yeah and then did it i was just so it just felt like a like a double take situation it was just like when did this go from joking to uh, he's planning his rape you know like what is going on Okay, so I see where she's coming from. I think she maybe didn't communicate well because when she initially confronted him about it, she was also giving back the same tone and jokey. Like, he was like, have sex with my wife. And she was like, or you could put, give yourself a hand job. 
Yeah. I don't think that's an effective way to communicate, but I do see where she's coming from in terms of if he's talking about well, when are we going to have sex? Well, I'm going to put it on the calendar. It makes it feel like you're more committed to your timeline than you are to getting to know me and developing intimacy. While I do think that his needs need to be met, we don't know her full past. And um, at least sometimes I feel like with men, and this might not be their intention, but when they start talking about the physical side of things, it makes me feel like an object that they're trying to obtain. And it seems like they're doing all the other stuff, the flowers, the sweet talk. It's to get uh, to get to what's the word to the prize to the prize right like it's a transaction i do you you give me this as opposed to we are building together i am also a person who likes to take my time and i've been in this situation many where men get impatient with me and if i'm communicating to you it's not that i don't like you i am attracted to you we just need to take it in 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 my own time to respect my own boundaries, then I would hope that you could do that for me because we have the rest of our relationship to have intercourse. Mm-hmm. But we are only going to have this period of time where it's not a factor for a smaller portion. Do you know, it's not, it's not something that you get back. Um, so I, I don't blame her because if he's getting that, like, he's getting that animated vocally. What if in the middle of the night he gets a hard one and he's like, you know what? I just need it now. I need it now. He rolls over and he's like, you're my wife. And there aren't that many states, countries that recognize that that is also rape or intercourse without consent, even if it's between a, a, and a husband and a wife, which they legally are. Um, I so I see what she was saying, but I can understand if you don't understand the full perspective, how it seems like she went from zero to 100. I definitely get the concern about, you know, the consent or lack thereof. I can understand why she feels that I, I, she's made it very clear that she is not ready for that step in their relationship and at this point miles feels a little bit more forceful than he's ever felt before i guess where i'm getting lost in the sauce is that one she has asked for somebody with the traditional um gender role she has asked for somebody who is forceful she has um belittled and derided um miles when he has chosen to express himself in ways that she feels is less than masculine and and mannish um from all at least from my perspective it seems that she wants somebody who is a man in a very traditional very um limited sense of the word and Okay, I'm sorry. And so I'm just surprised now that all of the sudden you are craving a communicative man or you're craving a man that, you know, uh, is um, sensitive to your needs when up until this point, Miles has been that person, communicative, sensitive to your needs, hasn't really, you know, 
oh, when she's ready, no pressure, no, you know, whatever. Huh? He was trying something new. Yeah, he was he was switching it up because it it didn't work to me. I found it very corny. I was also not impressed um, because she's asking for a man's man. To me, a man's man doesn't have to say it like that. He just knows how to put it on you to the point where potentially he is irresistible. Now that might be a cinematic fantasy, but certainly not being a boy about it and being like, "Well, I want that," because that's how I saw Miles. That being said. He's so confused. He's so yeah. confused because he's like, well, you you aren't going to tell me when you want it. I have to know when you want it. And then and I'll I, have to make the move, but yeah. not in the way that you don't want me to, but you're also not going to tell me the way that you want me to. So I understand how for him, he's like, I don't know whether to go left or right or forward or back. But yeah. I do think a fatal flaw for him is he spends most of his time that we have seen catering to her. He is a people pleaser and he thinks, how am I going to please Karen instead of how am I going to be the best Miles today? Which sometimes those two things intersect. But Mm -hmm. I think he spends, because when we saw him chatting with Woody in the barbershop, which God bless the barbershop and chats between black boys, Mm -hmm. I saw a completely different side of Miles that we haven't seen in weeks where he was really speaking his mind and giving it. Yeah, he was definitely said he was pissed off. And I thought when Woody asked in the barbershop, how did you feel? I thought he was, I was so sad. I was like, I fully expected to see the waterworks, the breakdown, the scrunched face. And don't get it twisted. I love a crying man. So I, that's no dig at him. But that's what I thought I was going to see. So when I saw I was pissed, I was like, I, I have it in my notes. Pissed. He said pissed. Pissed. I was pissed. His little chin went down and everything. So I was like, go off then. That's- you know what needed to go down was Woody's little bun on the top of his head. I was praying that Barbara was going to take that little struggle bun right off. Take the clippers. He was click, click, click. And I said, please. Although the barber did a very nice job. It looked like he had a protractor on those hairlines. Yeah, it looked very sharp. But going back to Miles and Karen, I just feel like... Um, the reason that I'm so upset on Miles' behalf is that, to your point, Karen um, is really putting him through the paces with this guessing game thing. And she feels, at least from what I've seen, from what I have gleaned from the episode, very resistant to even talking about physical intimacy, to, uh, to how she would like to be approached, to anything. It seems like that's just like, not on the menu at all. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. Damn sure don't want to do it. Like nothing. (laughs) And like, I'm just like that. Once again, I feel like I really respond poorly to hard lines, like, or lines drawn in the sand. I don't like it when Imani does it. And I especially don't like it when Karen does it. And it just seems that, um, they're they're just doing that and maybe once again maybe this is like a boundary maybe this is their sticking point where they have to remain firm because this is that damn important to them but i just it going back to the woody and amani conversation the reason that i like woody so much is it seemed like he would never take advantage of the situation with Imani and she feels very guarded because she feels like maybe he maybe he would take advantage whereas 
I wish Miles was more guarded with Karen because it seems that she's taking advantage of his good nature, his people pleasing nature, his want to make her happy and to do the perfect thing for her. And I, I just really don't appreciate that as somebody who historically has also been had a people pleasing nature. Like it, it's so painful to watch him try to figure out the exact right place and to see him fail over and over again and to see him come back again and again and to see Karen punch him down every time you're she's just taking advantage and it's so unfair I think it's complicated oftentimes people in who in the past have been taken advantage of create firm boundaries and try and regain control by making the rules and so I see that a lot in Amani, and I see it in Karen. And honestly, I see it in myself. It's something I'm definitely working on because I like to be in control. And I like to say when things are going to happen, when they're not going to happen, because then it doesn't feel as though I'm playing somebody else's game. But relationships are not games. I think it's interesting as a viewer, we've always gotten a chance to compare and contrast the couples. But now they're getting to meet each other in the game, in the simulation and comment on each other. How do you feel about this new structure? It's been going on for a couple of seasons, but I'm still not used to it. I think it's to the detriment of the couples. I mean, I know that the whole point of it was, you know, like, oh, a, a brother or a sister at arms, you know, we're going through this together. Like, you know, you're the only one that gets this, you know, all that good stuff that they love to say. But especially in this situation, in this season, We've heard each of the couples compare themselves negatively to Woody and Imani. Look, we're not there yet. They're, they're fucking in the bathroom. We're not there yet. Like, they, did they say that? No, but they were talking. I missed that, that chapter. <laughs> they were talking about the fact that they had had sex so quickly. And it's I'll just like. Showers together. Yeah. And I was just like. Okay, it's it's nice, I guess, in some respect to know that at least one couple is getting it in. But if I was in that situation, it would be, it would make everything that much more fraught because uh, it's going so well over there. Is it me? Is it this nigga? Like, what is it? Like, what the, why is it not working and it's working over there? Obviously, yeah. the doctors know what they're doing because they paired them together. So what? Like, it would just make the whole situation that much more pressurized. And yeah. I think it's worthwhile. And then obviously the producers are making them talk to each other in smaller groups and things. The whole Henry and Amani chatting about their relationship. And then Amani and Christina chatting. And then Christina going back home and chatting about what she heard. I didn't like that at all. I personally think what is in your, unless you're actually seeking wisdom and you have somebody that is your confidant, is the person who's going to be at your wedding and stand by you, that person you should go to advice for. In terms of giving a pulse check to random strangers you met six weeks ago about how you find your wife impatient, I did not care for that at all. So you see the fault in Henry for that? I don't see the fault in either of them because I think that's a producer-manufactured moment. Yeah. 
I don't think Henry walked up to Amani and said, let's go off to the side and have a conversation about my wife. I think that they probably had a bunch of different couples or not couples, but a a bunch of different pairings of people have separate one-on-one conversations. And this one happened to be the most fruitful. So it's the one that we saw played out. Um, They could have talked about anything, but Amani tends to be really invested in the status of other couples, mainly because she seems like a girl's girl. She wants to make sure her girls are okay and that they're being taken care of and that everyone is progressing. She's not there to say, oh, my relationship is so good. We're going to the next level. They don't do a whole bunch of PDA to show off. She really cares about the people around her and their well-being. In terms of Henry telling Amani that Christina is impatient and that was a deal breaker for him, I actually don't mind that. I I would prefer he didn't in the real world outside of the show. I'm not trying to talk to other people about our relationship. If you have an issue with me, let's keep it between us and work through mm-hmm. it. I didn't mind it in this situation because he had already told Christina that. And then later on, Christina was like, he lied. He never told. Yes, he did. He told you that repeatedly. He even used the exact same language. Like, if this does not improve, then this is not something I can tolerate. Because he told Christina first and then went and told Imani, I didn't have an issue with it necessarily because he wasn't saying anything behind her back. The issue comes in with when Christina thinks that it is happening behind her back. Now, I hope you all are following me. Let's circle it back. That was probably a manufactured moment between Henry Mm -hmm. and Imani that they had. So Christina needs to just take at least one ear out of her ass and realize that he has to have something to talk about with Imani for the cameras. Even though they were doing well, there was probably a prompt for him to bring it up. better yeah right he didn't just go over to the side and be like girl let me tell you what this heifer been doing in my house exactly this impatient bitch just gets on my damn nerves and that's it talk to you later i mean that's what his (laughs) eyes say but yeah (laughs) (laughs) no i mean i definitely get the fact that that was probably a less than genuine conversation one of the more um, forced conversations of the day. Although I will say Henry and Imani sitting there together, they just seem like good gals. Like they just, they were talking like they knew each other. Like they were really, you know, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Like they just really felt like they were clicking too. It seems like when he likes you, he's like, yeah, he'll open up. And they're both easily, they both get along with people very easily. It's when he's with Christina that it looks like. That he's a statue. Like, yeah. zip the lips. So either way, I just, I don't know. I thought that it was in poor taste that Henry even said anything. I thought that it was in poor taste that Imani went and told. But obviously, once again, this was probably at the producer's behest. So maybe she didn't have a choice. Maybe she did. Who's to say? And I thought that it was definitely a self-fulfilling prophecy that Christina went and got impatient with Henry about the fact that Henry said she was impatient. So it was just like, it was such a full circle moment. It was just like, wow, look at you impatiently badgering him about what he said. (laughs) 
Wow. Also, it's almost as though you can't help it. Why did she think it was funny to 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 say she was pregnant? And then why did the show keep using it as a teaser? Yeah. And but the worst part of it all, she said it, and she said it kind of seriously. But then you look at Henry, and he has on the most ridiculous ass. Ooh, face like you know immediately that's some full bullshit i didn't believe it from the first moment i heard it i said literally wow. like the minute when the episode happened she said i'm pregnant and i was like oh shit and then when we see henry he's oh and i was like <laughs> right, they got right. by who <laughs> exactly like he's sitting here like gobsmacked himself and then they went to commercial and i was just like is this supposed to be a cliffhanger because it's not it's and not. then of course they came back and i'm joking and it was just like honestly also, henry loki looked he low-key looked relieved. He was like, oh, I can get up out of here because I know it ain't mine. Exactly. He was literally like, oh, okay. So, it like, nobody was believing it. Everybody, like, had on the, the various of, like, okay, bitch, okay. <laughs> like, Y'all ain't even looked in each other's directions since you've been here. Exactly. Nobody got excited. Like, it was, everyone was just, like... <laughs> Although okay, Christina does not. say that she's liking Henry more. I mean, I think I think that Christina has liked Henry the entire time. I think it's honestly definitely hurting Christina's pride that Henry is, like, so reserved and tentative towards her because I think that she was pleased with the selection from a looks perspective, and I think that she... I think she was fully believing that Henry was going to be her woody falling all over her oh christina you're so cute oh christina you're so smart oh christina you trust so much i'm the most beautiful thing in the world i'm like girl they girl. throw me up these doors and they're like if you want to be choked just say it good night like, I, that's what she's expecting and kudos shout out to you because fine if that's what you want right. but that's not him and i think that's really like fucking with her mind and yeah. so i like I don't know. It's just they're gonna have to. There's gonna have to be some magic, some a miracle happen in order for them to get it together. Because they just they seem like oil and water. They're just not mixing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Amelia Bennett, Karen, and Miles outing? Or I don't really have anything except the fact that um karen and miles both showed up in these nike athletic outfits and here come amelia and bennett like amelia has on a russian fur hat and <laughs> like a skirt from the thrift store with a sweater and she's like hey everybody and they're just having a good time and like, let's make things interesting okay. meanwhile karen they're so comfortable in their skin meanwhile miles and karen are struggling to kiss each other on the nose literally like every and not Miles and Karen. I don't want you to put this on Miles. Karen <laughs> is struggling to kiss anything. Like, it's Karen. It's you, girl. But, so anyways, what, what really got me is when Bennett suggested, oh, we play for kisses or whatever. And then when it was done and Miles won, uh, Bennett was in his confessional. And you remember when he said, you can thank me or uh thank me later miles or something like that and he had those two pigtails in his head let me tell you <laughs> that 
it I want that to be like my brain screams <laughs> like when I close my eyes I want to see Bennett in those two damn ponytails because that was like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Eventually, I'm here. <laughs> exactly, forever. This is where this is where I live. This is who I am. Like so funny. Li- no, 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 no. Can we talk quickly? Can we move on from this? Because I don't even care about bocce ball. I don't know how to play nothing. Can we talk about <laughs> those two girls coming in? Those two girls coming in to sing. Listen, the reason why I'm laughing like this is because on Twitter, <laughs> someone, said, someone said, am I supposed to, how would I be able to sit there with a straight face through this like whole heartfelt moment? Oh my God. They, Amelia and Bennett are so weird in the best of ways they are so weird in such a wonderful mix that it is hilarious to me like why 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 were the two girls in those costumes what's that have to do with the song i know what you're talking about now okay so first of all they need to put some respect on those girls names and give them a chiron because they actually were harmonizing (laughs) I was seriously okay. Good for Bennett trying to put his friends on on national television, but making that they get a label so we know where to find them, where their SoundCloud is at. I don't know why they needed to get dressed up. I don't know if they were costumes of love or have some cultural significance. I thought it was sweet. Amelia handled it well. Oh my god! When I Um, tell, I just think it's interesting because you can tell that. There's probably some level of the producers being like, make sure you show your partner affection in certain ways. And then there's also very organic displays of affection or whatever. And so we go from Henry and Christina like, oh, look, another bowl of questions to force conversation versus (laughs) it is like, I've brought a band. I've brought a singing ensemble into our home. They will drop a song and then literally walk back out the door hobbling full costume in full <laughs> regalia like what you jump to amelia um not amelia amani and woody and they're like we gotta we gotta get inside of each other right now and then it's like karen and miles it's like i cooked like it's so many different levels i love yeah. it because it gives you so much to get into lol I didn't even know why you were laughing at first. You were like, what? I thought you were thinking of the scene when they were on the bench together and Bennett was like, tell me something you hate about me. And she's like, there's nothing that bothers me. And he's like, all right, I'll tell you that you don't wash these dishes, right? No, that it, that was fine. That was cool. I could honestly take that or leave that. But those damn singers, <laughs> those damn <laughs> that really took me down. Like, why in the hell are you wearing this right now? I said the girl, her shoulders were like hunched yes. <laughs> in this bright blue spandex. No, oh, I can literally see the girl with the clothes. <laughs> no words. <laughs> oh, God. Why are you doing it? And the thing that really got me 
is this singers were a surprise. So Amelia opened the door to this and was not taken aback at all. Like gave them a hug, invited them in. She sat down, they stood up, like no, no didn't just <laughs> completely fine, completely cool. Like letting them in my house for sure. Wow. All I can say is thank you for for reminding me of that. Yeah, that was a moment. It was, was uh, and, and then it was so proud of himself too. You could see his chest was all puffed out in the confession. He was like, I did this for my wife. Oh my God. That was some funny shit. <laughs> but yes, you're absolutely right. Seeing all of the different couples, Amelia and Bennett almost seem to like flout the producers or or the team's um, attempts to try to get them to connect in favor of ways that they connect more organically, which is beautiful and hilarious at times. Um, whereas uh, Karen and Miles and Henry and, oh God, her name, Christina. Christina. <laughs> I'm not, it's not going to retain, clearly. But Henry and Christina try to, you know, they're trying to well, make fire with two sticks. You Come know, on. I'm thinking about the behind the scenes when I watch reality TV shows, right? I'm thinking about how things are edited. I'm thinking about how the producers are thinking. Whenever I see Amelia and Bennett, I imagine the producers open the door, walking in, and just being like, yep. <laughs> yeah. No, then, I believe they're like, yeah, just roll the camera. No, 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 yeah, just Camera. Just like, nobody came into their hotel room on their honeymoon and said, make a fort. Nope. You know what we need on Lifetime? A fort. Yep. Ben in his boxers with his dingling flapping. You know what? Don't bring your swim trunks. Just it'll be quirky if you swim in your underwear. I don't think anybody instructed that. So. No. This is pure <laughs> pure Bennett, pure Amelia, a hundred percent. And I actually appreciate that about them because, you know, like it, it is very challenging to be 100% or even 90% yourself, especially in a setting this artificial as Christina and Henry have let us know 100,000 times. Um, it's hard to be just yourself, who you are. And they, they make it look effortless. So kudos. Who doesn't make it look effortless, though? is Olivia and Brett. Oh, yeah. Let's get into them because I don't feel like they had that much airtime this episode, or maybe I just didn't care when they were on the screen. To me, they're about as interesting as a saltine cracker with mayonnaise. Mm-mm. Not mayonnaise. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, it just seems like Olivia can already tell that he kind of sucks, and she's trying to make the most of it, and he keeps failing i mean he was such a huge dick at the trivia night he i would oh. not be surprised if someone said he is a sagittarius number one and number two he just gets off on being self-righteous and being the smartest person in the room like i know this isn't trivia therefore i'm not going to participate because this is stupid and it's beneath me oh girl when on that trivia night it was painful because i could imagine if my friend brought the dick of dicks to trivia night. and you know like you know trivia night is corny it's not you we're not this is not cutting edge material you know we're just here to have fun we're at a bar we're here to drink and maybe we might win a prize too and to have someone 
be here. This is not trivia. When are we playing trivia? This is not trivia. I, oh my God. I literally commend. I take my hat off and salute Olivia's <laughs> for not slapping him across the face for trying to continuously engage him because I would have been like, oh, oh, this is not trivia. Okay. Leave. Like, that's cool. Leave. Don't come back then. Olivia I looks just, so mortified. I would have been and so mortified. She was on the sidewalk with her friend. Like, sometimes when she speaks, I can't tell if it's her voice or it's her emotion. It sounds like she's on the brink of tears because she clearly wanted this to work. And oh. around every corner is just douchebag. It's just so painful. And I can't imagine that he thinks this is going well like and that's what's really getting me about him is each time we have the confessional the check-in with him um he wants this to be going well and and it seems that he wants this to work and i think to myself you want this to work and you go with her friends to a bar and act like an absolute dickhead every every chance you get like not just once every time you have been around her family her friends or even her artificial married at first sight friends you have been a dickhead and you think that she wants to make that work with you now like it would be one thing if he was acting like that one guy from north carolina the north carolina season where like oh he just left for days on end he clearly doesn't want to be here but to think that this is effort that you think is worthy of maintaining a a, a relationship. Mm-hmm. I can completely understand why his ex fiance could have possibly cheated on him. You Ooh. make people feel like shit, like Ooh. all the time. Ooh. And I don't know if you're doing it on purpose or on accident, but you're doing it. So, yeah. yeah. Do you remember in the last episode when they were had they did have a bowl of questions and they were asking each other back and forth and he kept giving sarcastic answers? Yes. That worked manure. Because there is time for humor, which he is not particularly good at anyways. And there's no. time to be serious. Now I don't know if he's annoyed with the production schedule or having to be on camera constantly, because we do see that uh, as a factor in many seasons where people are like, they're not like this off the camera, but then when the camera turns on, they get annoyed. Throw back to the guy who almost punched one of the cameramen. Um, what an but, idiot. Why did you sign up for this show in season 11? Correct. No one don't like cameras in your fucking face. Like, come on. This is not season one. You knew how this would get down. <laughs> you knew how this was going to go. Um, But Brett reminds me of so many kids I went to school with. Like, I knew so many Bretts who just wanted to be a smart aleck in every class and every team. It doesn't matter what you say. Like, if you happy Monday, they'll say, is it happy? Like, he seems like that type. Um, And his little glasses, his haircut, his pasty skin, uh everything just gives me, like, smarmy. Everything about him is just, like, I just want to, like mash you in the face like not mash literally i just want to like doink you on the head like please stop talking so unlikable it's amazing well speaking of doinking back to karen and miles your favorite couple they went to some touch therapy 
and started rubbing all up on each other. And I was like, mm, this feels good. I personally did not love this scene. I wanted to fast forward through it. But is this something that you enjoyed watching? And is it something that you would ever try with a partner? I didn't enjoy watching this because it was a whole bunch of Karen cringing as she had to touch Miles like he was covered in slime. Who, like, I, I just don't get it. Like, and I, and maybe I do. Maybe this is all stepping back to the truth of the matter, which is on their wedding day, Karen saw Miles and did not like what she saw. And maybe that's just like the fundamental truth of their relationship. I think she actually does like him, right? They have some playful moments. For example, they did a throwback to, they love to talk about sneakers and shoes and stuff. And when she went in the closets, I know you lying. I love that clip. I hope they keep playing it over and over again. And even though Miles didn't know her favorite color, she knew his favorite color, his shoe size. She's paying attention in some of her behavior shows that she's in it and invested. It's just something for her hard for her to articulate and physically show i don't know for me i'm able to joke with someone or to be playful with someone and also like not be sexually attracted to them so even when i those things like oh you got so many shoes or like whatever whatever joke they had going at the time i know at least for myself, don't know for Karen, but for me, I'm able to like, you know, razz someone, joke, be playful with someone. And it's still at the end of the day, I, I don't really see it for them, like in terms of relationship. And that's what I think is happening. Like, I think that she, not necessarily she's made up her mind, but there's no sexual attraction on her part towards him for whatever reason. Don't know why, very handsome man. He's all right. He's, 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 he's like, cute. He's not a panty dropper to me. I, I don't know. I don't think he's a panty dropper, but I think he's handsome. And then the personality knocks it over. Like, knocks yeah. it over. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's okay. If we're talking about, like, a bottle on the edge, um, a panty dropper is someone, the bottle just falls off. Like, it, it's like, it's making its own gust of wind. Oh, Lord. I hope yeah. the floor doesn't stain. It will, with the panty <laughs> drop. But for Miles, he's on the edge. Maybe he's teetering a little bit, but he's probably going to stay on the counter. However, his personality is that gust of wind that's going to lightly crest him over the edge. He's not going to fly off of the counter, but he's going to, you know, maybe he's going to slip on yeah. the edge. Honor. This illustration. So yeah, not Crescent Jesus. <laughs> That's him. Like you know, he's like my type, and I like his personality, but he's a little too cerebral for me. Not in a way that he shows emotion, just in the way he chooses to show his like his voice. Like it feels like in the moment of showing himself, sometimes he's feeling himself, and I don't yeah. like. It doesn't feel like he's present. For what comes out of it, it feels like he's focusing on his performance of it. Like he's thought it through, and now he's just trying to relay it to you because I just know she's just going to love me being able to relate to you. Right. And I, maybe something I need to speak with my therapist about, do not like men who are trying to please me. Like, please me. I want you to please me, and I want you to try. But I don't want 
your whole MO to be pleasing me. I want you to be a whole that complements my whole and we work together. And so because we're into each other, we give and we receive and we love seeing um, happiness manifested. And so we do the things that make those things happen. But it can't all be about I'm pleasing you to please you type of thing. I think he would probably go into the street and try and please the lady in the CBS, tell her something sweet. Maybe she's 80 years old, grab her bags, open the door, take her to the car. And when she says, oh, your mama must have raised you, right? He would go <laughs> like he that would make his mm-hmm. entire day. That's what he did it for, as opposed yep. to having a servant heart and just doing it to do it. So uh, this is where we differ, and I'll probably need to go to therapy for this, but <laughs> I love, I love a man that is trying hard to make me happy in particular. Like, I love a man that I can, I can see the effort, I can see the sweat from you doing the work. I love that because, I don't know, it just makes me feel like you, you're invested, you want to do this, so... That's my weird thing. Maybe that means it makes. I also want to see the. Sw- I want to see the work. I don't want to see the sweat. I think you like seeing the sweat and the work. I, I don't want to see. I want to sweat you, but I want you to act like this is your every day. Like you don't even need to sweat me because you're worth it. Like yes, I'm doing a lot, but it doesn't even have to be known as a lot because this is what you deserve. This is what you're at. Of course, this is the expectation when it comes to you and my pursuit of you no i want to i want it to be a situation where oh yeah this was really hard for me to do but i did it anyway and i did it anyway because i just you know because i just like you that much or because i just wanted to see you happy that much like i want to know and have insight into the fact that you had to sacrifice to make this happen because that just makes it all the better. The sacrifice and the thing happening, it just is a full circle. And that crescent again <laughs> pushes it over. <laughs> exactly. It's the, it's definitely the bottle is flying off for okay. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's put a cap on it for now. Um, <laughs> why in my notes do I have Woody and this mother effing purse cross his chest fanny? When Amani and Woody went to dinner and they both had their fits on, Amani was walking with this wrap dress with the pink and she had her hair out. And then Woody had like a metallic fanny pack across his chest and a button down and they went to go eat. I thought they were cute. I actually don't have anything to say about their date other than they did their usual banter. He said he wanted to take her home and mess up her lipstick, yada, yada, yada. I love a man that has like strong sexual energy all the time. Is I know he you, I don't know what he is. I he could be a Scorpio. I need their zodiac signs. The only one that we've confirmed so far is that Christina is a Leo. Yeah. yeah. He could be a Scorpio or he could be a Cancer. Do Cancers like to get it like that? They're just very yeah. feelingsy. Yes. And very sign is the six and the nine. Yeah. Well, so I heard that I heard that on a video once about astrology. They were like, Yeah, cancers like to get it in because it's anyway. Okay. Didn't land here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> other than 
that, uh, we've got five weeks to go until decision day. Um, we had some promos for next week, some heated teaser videos that are coming. So what are your predictions moving forward? Um, I predict that I, I fully feel that Woody and Imani are going to come across like some type of struggle that's going to be difficult for them. I think that we are going to see that Woody temper or that Imani temper, something like that. Mm-hmm. I predict that Karen is going to stay pretty cold towards miles i don't i don't see sex on the horizon for him based on um the sex therapist saying what if we took sex off the table and karen's face lighting up i know Um, why did the sex therapist say that i I guess to get the reaction and karen was just living for it so i think we see um i think that or maybe this is hopeful but i think that henry or christina are going to quit early um, I don't think they're going to make it to the end. I think I don't think Olivia and Brett are going to make it to the end either. I think Olivia is hitting that hard wall. Um, and then Amelia and Bennett, I think they're just going to coast. Like, I think they're going to be together forever. Forever and ever. I don't know if we have copyright, so I'll just stop there. Those are really interesting predictions. I don't know where my head is at with these couples. I think Karen and Miles will continue to slowly make their way up the mountain. They're going to hit a peak and then it's going to be amazing. That's mm. my prediction that they are going to grow old together. They're going to be compatible. Karen is going to realize that Miles really is a man about his word. He's not just doing it for the moment. And he's going to become more genuine along the way and realize who he is and what his needs are and how he properly can communicate that to his wife with respect. Mm-hmm. Amani and Woody, Lord, at this rate, they might have a baby by the end of the um, season. Not really, because I don't think they want children. But I'm they were talking about honeymoon babies. They were trying to get it in during oh, the honeymoon. Lord. Well, yeah. maybe they will have a little nugget running around, and you know that kid will be so entertaining. I mean. Uh- It'll be all over Instagram with 3 million followers in a day on the shade room tomorrow. That baby's going to have a Louisiana accent. Yeah. My father said. (laughs) (laughs) Amelia and Bennett, they're fine. I think they are going to reach, I think, closer to the end. They're probably going to get into an argument that they didn't anticipate because they don't seem to be having challenging conversations. Conversations that may be challenging for other people, they're taking with ease, but there Mm -hmm. definitely has to be a moment where they hit a rough patch because I think a lot of things are going unsaid. I don't Mm -hmm. think their relationship will end, but I think they'll get better for it and realize that while they enjoy having fun and games, that that's not their whole relationship. Sure. Um, I also just like, it's really weird, but in the back of my head, I'm always like, I wonder if their sex is good. Like, it seems like it maybe would be awkward or they would be licking crevices that I've never really known be lickable. Like, would it be experimental? Would it be bland? This I is think their sex is probably, probably like perfect but, for them, but something we can, you and I can never understand. <laughs> is there role playing? Um, yeah, you're right. We'll never understand it, but I'm sure they're having the time of their lives. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, Bennett looks like, no, let me not say that in disrespect. No, do say it. Do no, 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 Because no. I don't want him to, no. But he looks like he could take some stuff. Um, and Respect. I'll leave it there. <laughs> um, who's left? Olivia and, what's that man's name? Brett. Brett. I'm over them. They could get a minute per episode at this point because it's the same thing every time. Olivia looking sad. Brett looking smug. Yassy. I can't take them to um and look they haven't even gone back to work yet you add in brett with her stress of being a nurse during covid COVID. yeah oh no she needs a supportive partner and he is not it he was very supportive during the rock climbing moment oh yeah i told see i really didn't put any notes about them i did forget about that that was cute it was nice (laughs) The most redeemable that I've ever seen him. Yeah. I do think they are compatible. I yeah. just think Brett is not in his final form and he's not mature. Because mm. all the issues between them are fixable. Yeah. Their material is there. And it's not even an issue of willingness. He just doesn't seem self-aware. If he could develop some self-awareness and get a good mentor... He, he really could be a good man for Olivia, but is it on her to have to wait around for that? At age 30 and he's 35? No, you should have been done this. This is what I'm talking about with the prep work. There has <laughs> been no prep work and he's been engaged before. So you would think after the first failed situation that he would, you know, start putting in the hard hours, but no. He put in the hard hours by inserting his hard hips and such Mm. into other people he was prioritizing getting physical experience instead of spiritual and emotional experience what a man what a man um and then lastly christina and henry just let the poor man out of his contract please (laughs) let her let her go back to sleeping in her car sometimes it really feels like he hates her which means that he has the potential to love her because the opposite of love is not hate it is indifference and he at least still has an emotional reaction to her if he was just like you know what whatever do your thing (laughs) whatever you want girl (laughs) fine let's just get to the end then it Uh, would if he went to Amani and was like it is what it is (laughs) that would actually be slightly more troubling so I'm going to hold out that maybe they will end up as friends. Certainly not lovers. Certainly not. All right. We will keep you guys posted on what's going on. We'll watch again next week and let you know our thoughts. Y'all, this was our first episode. Mm-hmm. Now I'm Fran. That was a direct, that was a direct reference. But this was fun. This is basically what we do all the time but now we're recording it it was and good all enjoyed along the way until next time do you See want you to later the music out <laughs> okay i meant the theme song of the show oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh. it's okay <laughs>